and then we can connect with the rest. Now, eight steps to build effective uh, quality relationships. Number one, the first thing I said is that you need to develop effective communication skills. Somebody say effective communication skills. Say like you are here. Say effective communication skills. Yes, you need to have excellent communication skills if you want to connect with one another. If you want to develop good relationships, the first thing I said you need to do is to know how to what? Communicate. And communication here uh, uh, comprises of so many other things. I said um, in Romans chapter 15, verse 1, the Bible says a gentle answer turns away wrath. And most of us, we don't listen um, to understand. You listen to reply. So all that you are waiting for the other party to do is to finish and give a response. But one of the main keys of communication is understanding what the communicator is trying to put across. It's one thing hearing something and another thing responding to what you have heard. Are we here? Yeah, so, I mean, communication, like I said, is key when you know how to listen, number one, and understand what has been communicated before you, what? Before you respond. And in responding, the tonation of your response alone is something. And I said to you, there is verbal communication and nonverbal communication. And I said to you, 93% of our communications is nonverbal. Now, let's go into the screen. I said 93% of communication is nonverbal. 55% of all communications through facial expressions, postures, and gestures. The way you look, the way you throw your hands, the kind of things you do actually communicates more than even the things you are saying. Are you hearing me? Yeah. See, you can be saying something but meaning another thing. And you can be able to pick up, I mean, someone's facial expression or posture or gesture and be able to tell exactly what they are communicating. I told you, I used an example when you have an issue with your wife and a woman and you are arguing and you ask her, baby, what is the problem? And she says, nothing. Now, that word nothing is embedded in it everything and it's a time bomb waiting to what? explode hallelujah so when a woman says nothing it means everything you need to pray and discern and be able to know what that word nothing simply means so i mean 55 percent of our communication i said through um gestures and pushes actually and 38 percent of this is through our voice donation and i give i gave an example two weeks ago i can simply say mushiri you are a fool and we laugh but when I say, you are a fool, they are the same sentences. But the first one, he can laugh about it and forget about it. But the second one, it can hurt him. Why? Because of what? The tonation. Somebody say tonation. Somebody say tonation. Yes, the tonation of your voice and your communication also speaks a lot about what you are trying to put across. And most of you, because of your upbringing and your and some of the things you've been through, it's made you naturally hyper with your tonation. 
You know people like that. When they are not even angry with you, they talk as if they are angry. Are you getting my point? Yeah, it's because of their background and their upbringing. Are you getting me? When you, are, when you were a child and you always had to stand up for yourself and defend yourself, most of the time, that is what happens. You grow up shouting, and naturally, when you are even talking, somebody might think you are shouting. So you need to also get to know who you are and how what the feedback people give you when you communicate in order to help you communicate effectively. Amen? Yeah. So I said, um, 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 go to the next slide for me. And I said, lack of communication creates these things. Somebody say, lack of communication. Are you here? As I explained that, I'm not going back to it again because for the sake of time, we've dealt this with this over and over. I said, lack of communication creates assumptions. Somebody say assumptions. Once you are not communicating with your partner or your boss or whoever it is you are related with, it creates assumptions. Somebody say assumptions assumptions that okay so why is this man not talking to me what is wrong okay is he talking to someone else uh, has he been hospitalized i mean there are so many assumptions that can be created when there is break in communication all right and once assumptions are created assumptions i told you is the lowest form of what come on assumption is the lowest form of what is the lowest form of knowledge you don't assume try as much as possible not to assume and unfortunately when there is lack of communication assumption creeps in and once assumption creeps in there is what we call misconceptions the person assumes, okay this person is not talking to me maybe the person is going through their own personal issues but they said this person is not talking to me because possibly he's talking to someone else so you have misconceived mentality about the person so the next thing that you do after having misconceptions is that now you become reactive somebody say reactive so uh, because you have convinced yourself with a certain mindset about the party the person you are relating with the next everything he says or he does does not give you the positive feedback you begin to react and which turns into what arguments so the assumptions you create in your head will create misconceptions in your mind and will lead you to becoming what argumentative every little thing you react negatively why because you become so argumentative because of what the misconceptions you have created in your mind and then once arguments come between two parties what happens is this there is a weakening of bond the bond between you and your partner begins to what weaken why because every day there is there is not a single week that passes by that you people don't have arguments. And if you are in a relationship that every single week there is arguments, what is simply happening that you don't know is that you are weakening the bond. Are we here? Are we here? Yeah. You are weakening the bond between you and your partner. Why? Because, I mean, every now there is tension. Every now. So, you don't even find that joy to even talk to the person anymore. So sometimes what you do, some people will try to recoil. I don't even want to talk to them because if I talk, there will be argument. And what happens? The cycle repeats. You are not talking, so there is assumption. The first thing started because there was lack of communication and it ended here in argument. So someone say, I don't want to argue. So what happens? I will not talk. So what happens? We go back to the cycle. The cycle begins assumptions, miscommunications, and arguments now becomes intense and the bond becomes what? Weaker and weaker and weaker. Are we here? And when the bond becomes weak, the last thing that happens is that there is relationship what? Breakdown. 
The relationship breaks down and at the end of the day, you don't see what exactly you are expected to see. So that is what happens when there is lack of communication. Somebody say lack of communication. Yeah, let's go to the next thing. I explained that. Um, is the sermon is on YouTube. If you want to replay it, you can go back. And I, and I came, this is where I left off. You see, and I want every one of us to be very attentive. You see, this is not um, 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 die by fire or fire prayers. This is knowledge. Tell your neighbor knowledge. knowledge. Shout it, say knowledge. knowledge. The Bible says my people are destroyed because of lack of what? Yes, relationships are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Jobs are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. God says my people are destroyed because they don't have knowledge. That is why we are taking enough time to make sure you are so informed about yourself and whoever it is that you may get yourself into a relationship with. Are we here? Now let's go. Now, individual differences. When I say understanding individual differences, what do I mean? What I simply mean is that you need to understand that Anybody you meet is different from you. Look at your neighbor in the eye and say, you are different from me. Say, you can never be me. And I can never be you. Are we together? Yes. You need to understand that we are different. See, I always ask this question when I'm talking to couples and people in relationships. What makes you think that even your own, how many of you have got brothers and sisters? You were not born alone. You've got a brother. You've got a sister. Do you argue with your brother? A lot. Do you argue with your brother? Your sister? Now, if you argue with the brother that you came from the same womb with, from the same father, the same mother, the person that you are, some of you, you even grew up in the same house, isn't it? You grew up, in the, some, that means you got, I mean, similar um, ideologies, similar dispositions, I mean, similar way of behaving. But guess what? Even those ones, you argue with them. So what makes you think somebody who grew up in a certain village in Bungoma, you, you grew up in a certain village in Nyeri, completely different areas, I mean, with different parents, different homes, what makes you think it will be so easy for you to live with such a person? Or relate. It will not be easy. You need to understand there is no relationship, not one. Even if Jesus came, if Jesus came on here on earth, that's why Jesus didn't have a wife or anybody. Why? Because if he had to, in fact, you hear Jesus and his wife, they are fighting. <laughs> why? Because it is natural. Are we together? Abraham fought with Sarah. They separated. Are you getting me? Even Abraham, God's friend, separated at some point. So you need to understand that this thing called relationships is not easy. Tell your neighbor it's not easy. Yeah. Because you grew up in a different environment from that man you have supposedly fallen in love with. Are we together? The way they behave. See, you, you know... You are like me. When you go to the house, you put your shoes in a certain corner. Your socks folded in a certain corner. In fact, on your table, see, if you see my table here, my Bible is here, my towel is here, and my phone is here, my marker is here. Somebody doesn't care whether which is where. Somebody will come, they throw their shoes somewhere left, right. See, and then, see, people are different. Tell your neighbor, people are different. 
Yes, so you need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter how spiritual or non-spiritual the person is, it will be difficult relating with the person. But you need, once you have an understanding that we are different, at least you are informed. Are we together? Yes. So people behave differently. People will talk to you differently. People will act differently from the way you expect them to act. And number two, hear me and hear me well. Never enter a relationship with the mindset that you will change John or change Mary. Are you hearing me? If their own father that gave birth to them or mother that gave birth to them could not change them, what makes you think? You met them three months ago. Ah, me. I will change him. Change who? For where? Are we together? Yes. Can I be honest with you? After getting to know somebody for six months, all right? Hear me. Six months, between six months, the first three months, every, everybody is acting. You are all actors. First three months in a relationship. That's why there's no fight. All you see is nice things. Wow. This man, I love. You, you see, you even begin to despise the person you have known for a long time. Because you feel like this one is heaven. Somebody say heaven. Somebody say heaven. Can I say something very honest? Most of us, you give your new partners the marking scheme on how to treat you. Because maybe you are with Mary. And Mary is not acting nice. So what do you do? By the time, you, before you met, you started seeing Lucy. My, Mary is a bad woman. Mary doesn't cook well. Mary does, so what do you do? So do you know what Lucy will do? Even if she doesn't know how to cook, she go to a catering school. Because you are giving Lucy what the marking scheme on how to treat you. Somebody say, ah, <laughs> yes. Are we together? Yes. yes. And a smart woman will be very fast to know how, to, what, which button to press and what to do in order to be able to win your heart. But now, guess what? The first few months that you meet someone, you are all actors. Say, we are all actors. Yes, get it into your head. Don't think it is heaven, my friend. In a matter of time, you will see the real person. You are all what? Actors because you don't know them. Even when you do the wrong thing, I remember what um, um, Prophet Isaac said. That um, when he saw the wife, um, 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 when they were dating with the, 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 the wife earlier on, he bought the wife the first phone. The woman lost. He says, what? Oh, baby, what's happening? He says, I lost the phone. He says, oh, no problem, no problem. You know it pains you, but you say no problem. And then he bought another one, and the lady lost it again. He said, baby, what says? I've locked everything. He said, no problem. See, because it is new. Somebody says it's new. Yeah, by, by the time you have crossed six months, now when you say you have lost it, now you start, are you mad? <laughs> why, why did you, you know, you start reacting. <laughs> are you getting me? Because now everybody has stopped what? Acting. Are we together? Now, take me back to the last slide. The very last slide. Let me bring you back to speed and then we can come back to here. The very last slide. Yeah, thank you. Now, see this graph. What I call the relationship life cycle. Somebody say relationship life cycle. Now, this is it. If you get this right, you will understand what happens. Now, watch this. Now, this is... See... Uh, because I'm mathematically inclined as an engineer, so I like graphs and pictorial images so that you can have an image of what is going on. Are you, the, are you following me? Yes. So now there is bond and connection on this side and there is time on the other side. Are you here? 
So now the bond and the connection grows from zero to whatever. And time here, it can be months. Or let me just say months for now. Or years, depending on how you people are relating. Or how long you take to act when you meet your partner. Are you getting me? Yeah. So now watch this. Now, the first three months of meeting anybody, what happens is that the, you people are getting to know each other. There is love, there is communication, there is fun. This is where you can stay on the phone at midnight from, and you are going to work at 8 a.m. You are supposed to report to work at 8 a.m., but you can stay on the phone from midnight to 4. Are we together? Some of you to 6. It's as if you are watching a, a series on Netflix. You don't care. And sometimes you begin to wonder, what at all were you people talking about? Who has been there? Where you talk for a long time, you don't even care. Good. Because it's new. Somebody say it's new. You are talking about everything and, and nothing. <laughs> you are talking about sweet nothings. The converse, conversation is sweet, but it's nothing. Going nowhere. So there is love, there is bond, there is fun. And you people are talk, communicating bond because you are getting to know each other. Now, after five months, six months, now seven months, now after some time, you see the bond graph begins to decline. The reason why it begins to decline is what? By the sixth, sixth and eighth month, some people it takes more time, others it takes less. You begin to identify weaknesses in the person that you thought you were head over heels in love with. Are you following me? Because you didn't know the person. You were getting to know the person. So you can say, ah, this person, the way he shouts, hey, this one, I can't hack. Hey, this one, you thought she showers every morning. You realize that this one, she showers three days. Somebody say mercy. Yes. The only time you see her is when she's on makeup. By the time she removes the wig and the lashes and everything, you realize that the person has gone to factory and says, hey, what did I get myself into? So, you start identifying weaknesses. Somebody say weaknesses. So, the bone declines. Now, the bone starts to decline to, decline to a place where we call the critical stage. Somebody say the critical stage. Now, in this critical stage, this is where that is, the, the, that is where everything happens. In the critical stage, you have seen the person inside out. You know this person is like this. This person is a gossiper. And this person is a liar. The person told you that they, they work in um, their CEO for um, whatever. You realize that they were lying. In fact, they don't even have a job. Now, you found out everything. Now, at this critical stage of the relationship, hear me. That is where now, when things start to decline, can I say this or not say it? Let me say this. Now, when things start to decline here, and if there is a sister Mary that shows up, or brother John that shows up in your relationship, you are finished. Why? Because the guy has gotten to know certain things about you that he's not happy with. But possibly, East Africans will not tell you. West Africans will tell you, one, two, three, four, five reasons, you are out. Are you getting me? East African men are very gentle, nice. They don't want to tell you why. They don't want to talk to you. So they, rec so they just ghost you. So here they start to ghost you. Say ghost. ghost. Who here has been ghosted before? You mean you know of it? None of you have been? All of you. Good. So now they start to ghost you. By the time they are ghosting you, 
I always tell you, another political party will be stronger. Are you getting it? Because somebody, Sister Mary is now coming, telling him, oh, you see, Lucy is not a good person. I, I've, I've known Lucy for some time. So now Mary starts talking to your guy. And you don't have the slightest idea. Are you getting me? So at this critical stage, the person is thinking, do I move on or do I forever quit? Are we here? So the person have gotten to know everything about you and they feel like, ah, I don't think I can hack this anymore. It's getting too much. So what happens is, it either goes down so that the bond goes to zero or both of you try to work it out. Someone say work it out. Steady yourself. Get to know your differences. Talk about it. And you people start to grow up in what? Again. The bond starts to rise again. Are you getting me? So this place now from here to here. From this side. I should have possibly next time I'll, bring, I'll do another graph. From this side to here is where all the Sister Marys and Brother Johns appear. When I say Sister Mary, you understand? Okay, those of you that don't understand Sister Mary or Brother John, Sister Mary is that woman that wants to take your man. Brother John is that man that wants to take your woman. They appear here. Somebody say they appear here. They appear where there is a weakness, there is, I mean, bond and communication is declining and things are not happening. So here, when you guys get here, critical stage, the person is either quitting on you or deciding to start and make things work. Are you getting me? But can I tell you something? I always tell people, and we all know this story, that the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. Are you getting me? Because here, things are bad. So there will be a seemingly angel that would appear. But my friend, always remember. It's better word. Yeah. Are we together? So go take me back to individual differences. So I was using the graph to make you understand what individual differences and what happens in individual differences. And I talked to you about um, the different temperaments. Somebody say different temperaments. How many of you received the te temperament test, the, the psychometric test I sent across? How many of you did the test? You didn't do it. I sent it across. How many of you did the test? That means you are not in the, in the church WhatsApp groups. You are not in any departmental WhatsApp groups. So you could not get the test. It's just a five minutes or three minutes test. It will, get, it will help you to know your temperament. I sent it across. Where's Priska? Did you send it? You sent it. It was sent. That means you didn't do it. So if you didn't do it, look, go back. You did it. How many of you did the test? Raise your hand above your head. You did a test ascent across so that you can get to know your temperament. Okay, fine. If you didn't do it, how many of you want to know your, or you know your temperament? But you see, temperaments change with time. All right? So possibly currently you need, you need to know. Um, so there are different types of temperament. What I mean by different type of temperaments, let me break it to a, for a nine-year-old to understand. What I simply mean is that we are different in nature. Say we are different in nature. Shout it. Say we are different in nature. So, there are people who are naturally choleric, like me. I'm naturally choleric. I'm, I mean, and there are people who are sanguines. I'm going to give a typical example of a sanguine, like Juan. Juan is a typical sanguine. I am naturally choleric. Cholerics are determined and dominant. You know, cholerics are their strengths, they are leaders, they are self-driven, they are ambitious, they are planners, they are confident, confident in themselves, they are motivating. And sometimes the confidence can turn into arrogance if you are not very careful. 
And their weaknesses, they are intolerant. They don't have time. They are, not, they are impatient. Are we together? Yes, that is how they are. It will only take the Holy Spirit to mold them and change them into the image of Christ. All right? Are we together? Yes. We are all being molded into what? Into the image of Christ. So, it doesn't matter. Don't say me, I'm coloring. So, so you need to understand that you are being molded by the Holy Spirit to become what? To look like Christ and be like Christ. So, I mean, colorists are intolerant. They are inflexible. You can easily bend them. If I make up my mind like I'm going here, it will only take Jehovah to change it. You understand? They are not flexible. They are impatient. They are demanding. If they want something done, they can stretch you, call you, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I want it done, and it must be done now. They are aggressive. Somebody say aggressive. So these are their weaknesses, and these are their strengths. Now we come to sanguines. Sanguines are inspiring and influencing. They are social. They talk to everybody, and they, they, they laugh with everybody. And you see, most people that are in relationships with sanguines, if you are not careful, you might think that your person is everywhere. They are not everywhere. That is how they are. They just like to talk to people. Hello? Are you getting me? See, when if you are dating a sanguine, because the person is jovial, talks, he say hi to everybody, ah, you start getting unnecessarily jealous. It is not like that. It shouldn't be like that. You need to understand that is their disposition. That is how they are made up. They just like to talk to people. They just like to be free with people. Amen? I'll be teaching on trust very soon. I mean, as part of the things that you need to build effective relationships. So sanguines are social. They are going. They are fun. They are optimistic. They are cheerful. They are warm. I mean, sanguines, are, they have faith. Even when things are not working, they believe that it will work. Amen? And sanguines, they are impulsive. They are forgetful. They are exaggerators. If it is 100, they say it is 1,000. Papa, we went for that party. There were over 1,000 people there, but it was only 100. Sanguines, they exaggerate. And you see, that's why sanguines are very sale, good salespeople. They can sell you anything. Yeah, sanguines are salespeople. Why? Because they know how to convince. They are convincing. They can exaggerate to make you feel like this one you need to go in. Now, they are hysterical in nature, and sometimes they are selfish. So these are their weaknesses. We go to the next one. Now, melancholies. Now, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Now, in the Bible, an example of a choleric is Paul, and an example of a sanguine is who? Peter was a sanguine. Peter was the sanguines are talkatives. I think I didn't put it there. They are what? They are, come on, they are what? Yes, they are talkatives. Peter talked everywhere, anytime, any day. Anyway, Peter will talk. Jesus takes them to Mount Transfiguration. Peter says, sir, we are not going back. Let's stay here. Let's build tents for me, myself, for John, and everyone. We are staying here. The other day, they came from a prayer meeting. Peter asked Jesus, sir, we have left everything and we are following you. What shall we get? What a non-spiritual question. He says, sir, we, we have left everything and we are following. That is after a prayer meeting. Peter says, sir, we have left everything and we are following you. What shall we get? And Jesus said, don't worry, you get good things in this life and even in the life to come. Peter, the other day, Jesus said, I'm going to the cross. Jesus said, Peter says, you are not going. The guy talks. Somebody say he talks. So if you see people in church, they talk too much. They are like, well, yes, they are Peters. They talk. They talk everything. They will talk about everything. And if you are not careful, they become what? Gossipers. Go to the next point. Melancholics. Now, melancholics are like Moses. Melancholics, they are cautious and conscientious. 
They are thoughtful. They are organized. They are detailed. They are self-reliant. They are creative and considerate. Melancholics are very, very nice people in the, the way they are detailed people. I mean, calculative, creative. And their weaknesses, they are perfectionists. They are sometimes moody. You don't know what is wrong with them. They are just quiet. Are you okay? They say yes. And they are moody. They are pessimistic. They are anxious. And their eternal vision. Now, one thing about me, I mean, temperament is that you can have two temperaments. If you did the test, you realize that it will show you you are 80, 90% choleric, 10% melancholic. Like me, I'm 90% choleric, 10% melancholic. That is the only two I had. Nothing else. So if you do the test, you'll be able to tell which parts that you play. Um, phlegmatics like Abraham, like Timothy. Abraham was a flake. Whatever the wife says, she says, yes. Take Hagar, yes. Do this, yes. Yeah. They are steady and so they are calm, diplomatic people. They don't want to hurt anybody. They are nice people. They are composed, they are rational, they are reliable, they are content, but they are indecisive. They cannot make decisions themselves. They, are, they lack ambition, they are passive, they are socially shy and very compromising. Now watch this. This is why we are going with all these um, stories. Now, there are people who are choleric, there are people who are Phlegmatics, imagine you are dating a phlegmatic. You tell them, so are we going to Mombasa or we are going to Zanzibar? I don't know. Anything goes. They are what? They can't decide. So you get frustrated. I thought you are the man. Be the man. He says, you, you take the lead. Are we getting me? Yes. So you need to understand that people are different. Tell your neighbor people are different. And if you are dating a choleric and melancholic, these some of those are the people you hurt them. They detail the dates on 24th of March, 11 p.m. This is what you did on 4th of April at 5 a.m. They they have the, melancholics have detail. They will bring you back every single thing. They profile you like a um, 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 FBI agent. They pro they, you are working with them and they are profiling you. Everything you have ever done, they have documented. The day they pull up your file, that is when you realize. And guess what? As they are profiling you, they are still nice. But the day they get angry and they pull up the file, that's when you say, Jesus help us. So people have got the, these different temperamental orientations. So you need to know that people, someone that is a choleric, if a choleric is dating a flick, it's very dangerous. The choleric rules, controls, and does everything. You know, so you need to understand people's um, 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 temperamental orientations in order to know how to relate with them. Go to the next slide for me. Now, somebody say love languages. Hello? Do you understand what love languages are? Hey, how many of you... Don't understand what, you know your, who here is in a relationship? If you are married or in a relationship, get up. Now, raise your hand. You are married or you are in a relationship. If you are in a relationship and you say you are not, God is watching you. Where you are, you are not sure. They say it's what, it's complicated. Yeah. Even if it's complicated, raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, so now watch this. For you to relate well with your partner, today we are in class. Tell your neighbor we are in class. 
Now, for you to relate well with your partner, you need to understand how they want to be loved. And this is where there is a lot of confusion. This thing actually creates more confusion in relationships than um, even um, people's temperamental orientations. Because somebody say, I love you. The other person feels like they don't feel loved by the person. Have you heard it before? Someone says, ah, but I love you. But I, say, ah, but I don't feel that love. And you might think that your partner doesn't love you. Not because they don't love you. Because the way they are expressing their love to you is not the way you want to be loved. And ladies and gentlemen, listen, people want to be loved in a certain way. And if you don't get it right, it doesn't matter how much love you think you are giving, it will not be interpreted as love. Are we together? Yeah, so you need to know how to love your partner. Tell your neighbor, know how to love me. I understand you are not in a relationship, but just repeat it. <laughs> Say, know how to love me. Yeah, so now there are different ways that by which people want. Now, before I go, and I want us to do a quick class. Can we get the microphones ready? I want to ask people here. See, please. I'm just, it's just a general statement. Bishop Lanya, starting with you. You have the microphone. How do you feel loved? When you say, when you say what makes you feel loved? What makes you feel loved by someone? What, what is it that the person does that makes you feel loved? Somebody hold a microphone there. Somebody holds a microphone here quickly. What makes you feel loved? When someone mm -hmm. is concerned about my life. When someone what? Is concerned about my is life. Is concerned about your life. Uh -huh. The person is concerned about your life. You feel loved. Anything else? What makes you feel loved? Yes. Mesintambi, hold the microphone. What makes you feel loved? You, the microphone is with you. Yes. What makes you feel loved? Time. Quality time. Yes. When the person spends quality time with you. Yes. Good. Quality time. Yes. There is someone at the back. Give the microphone to her. She's raised her hand. What makes you feel loved? Yes, choir. Get ready. What makes you feel loved? Amen. The way he treats me, he provides for me everything that I need. The way he, he provides what you me. need. He treats me. He treats you. The way he makes me feel. The, me, the way he makes you like feel. Like a queen. Like a queen. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Men, let them feel like a queen. How do you want to feel loved? Yes. When I'm respected. When you are respected. Yes. When you are respected. Some men have bowed their heads. Okay. How do you want to feel loved? No, no. Let me, no PK. How do you want to feel like yes, justice? Yeah. Uh, words of affirmation and spending quality time with me. Quality time and words of affirmation. When a person says nice things about you, like now you are looking handsome. <laughs> Pastor Justice, you look good. Yes, so Pastor Justice will feel loved. Yes. Now, yes, Miriam, you don't talk. Tell us. <laughs> uh huh. Maybe the extent they go to make me feel good. The extent they go to make you feel good. Yeah, like they travel all the way from Mombasa and come to Nairobi. Yes, the extent to which they make you feel good and quality time. Somebody say quality time. I think quality time is running around. Go to the overflow, overflow there. Go to their people there in the overflow. Talk to them. Um, yes. Yes. No, there's a lady in, in is, it, um, is it blue or turquoise? Yeah. What makes her feel loved? Give, give the microphone to her. Yes. The way I'm treated. The way you are treated, uh-huh. Yes. Of affirmation. And words of affirmation. So now people, thank you, you can have your seat. 
People want to feel love differently. Amen? Are we together? Yeah, to someone, words of affirmation. I mean, how do you communicate it? You need to ask your partner, how do you feel? How do you want to? How, what makes you feel loved? You need to know. Because you may be giving words of affirmation. The person doesn't care about words. Are you getting me? Yes. <laughs> Some of us, words move, don't move me. Words for where? where? <laughs> and then what? Words, hey, nobody cares. Some people don't care. But to some people, it's everything. Are you getting me? Yes. Words, it may be nice, but not what moves someone. So encourage them, affirm them, appreciate them, empathize, listen to them actively. And then now, how do you send them? How do you express words of affirmation? Send them nice text messages. See, you wake up in the middle of the day, just say, I was thinking about you. Wow. Somebody say, wow. Say, so, so, so he's in the office and he's thinking about me. That mumu may be lying. <laughs> but he, he, won't, he has to express love. See, you? <laughs> I shouldn't bust your mom. Now he says, test message. Sometimes you send a card. Yeah? Yeah, encourage the person. Do it often. See, you test them. People that want, that, that are moved by words of affirmation, constant test, constant um, 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 sending notes here and there, it moves them. People that are moved by physical touch. Nobody said physical touch. If he, they are, <laughs> there are people, they just want you to hug them. Just, just hug them. That just hugging them alone is enough. You don't have to say anything. You understand? They just want you to hold your hands. You are walking in the mall and you are holding hands. Yes. Yes. You hold hands and you are walking. Yes. As if somebody is going to take him away from you. Just have to hold hands. <laughs> Somebody say, say, hold hands. Yeah, people want to make sure they guard their territory. So they are holding hands in the mall. Hallelujah. So hold hands. I mean, kiss the person on the forehead, on the hands. Yes. Make intimacy a thoughtful priority. People that are moved by physical touch and you are married to them and you don't make intimacy a priority is a dangerous thing. They feel like you don't love them. If you are married to someone whose love language is physical touch and you don't connect with them I mean, with a touch, they don't feel like what? They are loved. And receiving gifts. I had a daughter. I had a daughter in the UK. She was dating a footballer. And the footballer goes out on um, 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 trips to play here, play there. They see each other like um, twice a month. Um, um, once a month, sometimes three months. says, Papa, me, I don't care. Whether I see him once a year or once every two years, as long as it is flowing. <laughs> as long as the money is flowing. As long as cash is coming. He can go and come once a year. I'm easy. I was shocked to hear that. I called and said, so don't, are you not concerned? This guy doesn't show up. He says, ah, Papa, every month I am wired 5K. Not 5K in shillings, pounds. Every month he's wired 5,000 pounds. What? He says, go, go. Let him go, Papa. So, people
people are, some people are moved by gifts. Somebody say gifts. Yeah, thoughtful gifts. I'm, I'm, I'm sending flowers. When you are out there and you see some nice shirts you buy, some nice, you see, some people are moved by gifts. Amen? Some people will never feel loved if you don't gift them. And quality time, which many people have expressed today, uninterrupted and focused conversation one-on-one is critical, creates moments together. Do you know people that give a lot of quality time? People who don't have a lot happening. Okay, let me not go there. If I go there, are we together? If, if someone, if a lady is idle, the person can stay in your house from morning to evening. They have nothing doing. So you have all the quality time with them. But guess what? Are you productive? No. I'm not saying don't give quality time. Give quality time, but you need to also balance it with what? Productivity. Somebody say productivity. Yeah, if a man has no job, he will take you to the market. Take you to saloon. Sit there at the saloon before you finish. Three hours. What are you doing, sir? Get something doing with your life. Sitting in a saloon three hours listening to motionette by ladies. Are you okay? Yes, you can drop the person at the saloon, go back home, find something doing. When they finish, if you want to pick them, fine. Are we together? You see, spending quality time, all that I'm saying is that must be balanced with productivity. You must be productive. Tell your neighbor, be productive. Yes. Yes, so, and as of service. Now, no, who here is moved by as of service? As of service, yeah. As of service is, okay, most people, most of you don't know what as of Doing something for the partner makes them feel loved. Like just doing laundry, just, I mean, doing cleaning in the house. You are living with a person, you choose to do what they are supposed to do. Are you getting me? How many of you know that? that oh, you need somebody to do something for you, they, are, they, come in, they come through for you. Are you getting me? I remember when in my days on campus, um, as an engineering student, there is a course called Electrical Engineering Drawing. Engineering Drawing. How many of you know that? If you've studied a bit of engineering. So it's called Engineering Drawing. Now, when we, we were given an assignment to do an engineering drawing, I will never, I've never forgotten that thing. And it was tough. The question was tough. The, everything was difficult. And that time I used to run something like a mutual fund on campus, on KNUSD campus. And me running the fund for the, for the students, and at the same time I'm a preacher on campus, and at the same time I had to study the... And first thing is, I didn't even go for the first that class. I was skipping that class. So when the question was given, I didn't even know the left from the right. So what I needed to do is to go, I first had to read the book, read the lectures, go through it, try to process and understand, two, and answer the question. So by the time I finished understanding everything, I'm trying to hack that question, it was almost time for me to um, 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 submit that document. So I was in our hall of residence, and a friend of mine came there. He stood by me and says, hey, David, you are struggling. He said, yes. He says, go and sleep. I'll do it for you, and I'll submit it on your behalf tomorrow. That thing, the, the way the person said, go and sleep. Me, I'll do this thing for you, and I'll submit it for you. It was as if the person had given me a million dollars. I felt so peaceful, and I slept. Guess what? When the thing came, I had 90. 
No, the point I'm trying to make you understand is that sometimes certain acts of service can never leave a person. Are you getting me? Yes. How somebody can come through for you at certain times. There is a saying that people may, not, people may forget what you said, but not how you made them what? Feel. Yes. It's been over 20 years, but I still remember. Are you getting me? Yeah. So you need to understand that acts of service, somebody say acts of service, can move people just the same way spending quality time with people can move people, receiving gifts can move people, physical touch can move people, and words of affirmation can what? Yes. So ask your neighbor. So now I want you to do a quick um, 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 assessment with the person you ask. What is, what is your love language? Ask them. Ask them. Now go to the next slide. Ask them. Ask them and make sure you get an answer. No, it can be two or three. But don't tell me they are all five. Have you gotten something? Yeah, have you gotten something? Hello? You have? Sir, what's your love language? Yes, I'm looking. Yeah, you just turn your head. Yes, you. What's your love language? <laughs> you have not identified. What's your love language? Ask them. Yes, sir. What's your love language? Gifts. Okay. Money, yeah, it's part of gifts. Gifts. <laughs> Gifting is part of um, 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 of uh, is money. Giving money is part of gifts. Amen. Yes. What's your love language, Pastor Daniel? What's your love language? Words of affirmation, receiving gifts. Okay, physical touch. Marosi, what's your love language? Physical touch and gifts. Okay, all right. So at least we know. Amen? So now we want to, I want to teach on something very, very important that I want every one of us to get. And uh, please... Let me tell you, it doesn't matter what you do. This thing will get to you at some point. And this thing reflects on the graph I showed you. Somebody say compatibility. Shout it on top of your voice. Say compatibility. Say it again, compatibility. Now, the Bible says that we should not be unequally yoked. Somebody say unequally yoked. Somebody shout unequally yoked unbelievers. Scripture says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers and that is what scripture says. Now go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. If you have a Bible yes, verses 14. Shall we read one go? 
again. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Say it again. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Uh huh. Fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness. Mm -hmm. And what communion has light with darkness. Yeah. Now I want you to give me this scripture in Amplified. And I like the way the Amplified puts it. Because it will help me. <laughs> it's quite interesting in the Amplified. Now let's read one go. Be unequally bound together with unbelievers. Do not make what? Now I want to just emphasize on that part. Mismatch what? Shout it like your voice is yours. Now what do, what do the scripture means by mismatched alliances? And that is where we talk about compatibility in relationships. Scripture says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not make mismatched alliances with them inconsistent with your faith. Now most of us here is not just unbelievers. Sometimes even the believers here in church, you cannot yoke with them. When you mean by you cannot yoke with them, it doesn't mean you cannot sit with them and talk or you cannot be friends with them. You cannot be in a relationship with them or marry them. It is not possible. Why? Because you are incompatible. When we say you are mismatched, what it simply means is that you are not compatible. Somebody say compatible. Now let me say it very See, for a relationship to work and to last and to thrive, please notice, compatibility must be mutual. Somebody say mutual. What it means is that you must feel compatible with your partner and your partner must feel compatible with you. Let me tell you, when compatibility is not mutual, one person says, oh, me, I'm okay with him, but he says he's not okay with you. Now, um, watch this. I need, I need a glass. I think there's another glass. Um, uh, get me, get me a glass. Get me a glass. Now, thank you. Okay, come. Somebody can ho ho must hold this so that everyone can see it. Just hold it. Can you see this? I'm illustrating something for you, and I want you to watch this. Now, let's assume. Hold this in the other hand. So, yeah, yeah good. Let's assume this is John, and that is Mary. Now. It's okay. Now, John and Mary meet each other. And they look like they are all Christians. They are all glasses. Amen? There's none plastic. They are all glasses. Okay? They meet each other. They start talking. Start doing midnight calls. Things are working. But now, they've not gotten to know each other well. They later get to know their temperament. One is high. The other is low. One is an extrovert. One, the other is an introvert. Now, guess what? Now, they are getting to know each other. Now, there comes a time that now Mary feels like John is the man of my dreams. Um, he's everything I have ever dreamed for, everything I have ever wanted. So, Mary feels like when he fits in into John, he fits in into John perfectly. So, if this is John and Mary is in, what happens is that they are okay to marry John is compatible. I am safe. I'm okay. There is nothing that shakes me when I am with him. There is the man that I want. I'm so compatible with him because I'm, uh, everything seems to be working. Are you here? Hold it now. That is, 
Mary, you can see, if Mary, and this is John, Mary fits into John perfectly in terms of the way they talk, they, I mean, the, the way they behave, the way John behaves towards her, is, he, he, she feels that that is the kind of man I need. Everything looks okay to Mary because Mary feels compatible with John. But now, this is it. Now, watch this. If this is John, and John wants to fit into Mary's life, the least thing, tilt it a bit, tilt it towards, the least tilt, tilt, this guy gets off. Why? Because he looks compatible to some extent. I mean, he feels compatible, but he's not fully compatible. To the man, to John, uh -uh, it's not working. Every, the least thing I fall off. Are you getting me? The least thing, tilt it a bit, the least tilt, everything collapses. But to Mary, Mary fits into John's life perfectly. There is no issue. Are you getting me? So when these two people are in a relationship, this one is content in the relationship, but that does not feel content in the relationship. Are we together? Not because there, the main problem is this one feels like there is something missing. I mean, there is something that I can't put a finger. I can't, I can't get what I really want to get from this relationship because they feel this person feels um, Mary is inadequate or insufficient to fit very well into his life. But to Mary, uh -uh, this is the man of my dreams. Everything works okay. Are we together? Now, that is what we call compatibility. Somebody say compatibility. Now, I think I, next week I'll possibly demonstrate the other one to you. There is a way also two people can fit each other into, can fit into each other so perfectly. You put this one on. Can you give me these two glasses? Give me two glasses from, um, from out there. Okay, I'll, let me do it next week for the sake of time. I mean, you fit in. Yeah, thank you. Bring it. Yes, bring it. Yes. He's a good, a good son. He knows what the father needs. Now, you see this? Come, 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 come. Come, let's use yours to illustrate. Hold it for me. Now, you see these two? Come, give, put that one on the side. Quickly, hold it for me. Let's assume this is Mary and this is John. We need to see it. Stand straight. Yeah. This is Mary and this is John. When Mary fits into John, cool, easy. They don't slide. They don't flip. Come, come this way. Can everyone see? Stand here. This is Mary, and that is John. Mary fits into John perfectly. And John fits into Mary perfectly. That is mutual compatibility. Nobody is lacking. Nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. See, when they fit it into each other, when you are so compatible with someone, you feel like you are one and the same person. You see, it can't even come off. Can you see? It, the, the other cup can't come off. Why? Because there is mutual compatibility. Are we getting me? But if you are um, 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 like this one and that one, you put on top of this, it will take grace and mercy. Are you hearing me? To keep such a relationship afloat. Why? Because there is no much compatibility. There's not much compatibility. Are you understanding me? So please listen. 
Compatibility should not be one-sided. It must be what? Mutual. Somebody say mutual. Somebody say mutual. And see, by the time you understand compatibility, you'll be able to understand, thank you, understand what I'm talking about. So what is compatibility? The ability to coexist with one another. When we say compatibility, the ability to exist or occur together without problems and what? It doesn't mean you can never have problems, but at least there is minimal issues, minimal issues um, and problems and conflict in the house. If every week, I told you when I was I'm teaching you on communication. If every week there is a battle, there is a fight between you two, what it simply means is that the bond between you is constantly breaking. Are we together? Yes. So, intimacy there says, into me, you see, intimacy can be compared into compatibility. Not the intimacy you know, but how well you bond or blend. Are you getting me? How well do you see into your partner? How well can you see into your partner? Now go to the next slide. Now, there are types of compatibility. Um, there are five types of compatibility. Now, the first type of compatibility, where scripture says in 2 Corinthians 6, is spiritual compatibility. Somebody say spiritual compatibility. Now, I want to hear you say spiritual compatibility. So how compatible are you spiritually with your partner? You are in church, the person wants to be in the club every night. It's not going to work. Are you getting me? Hello? Yes, it's not going to work. So, I mean, how compatible are you spiritually? Do you love to fellowship together? Do you love to church together? Do you like to pray together? How compatible are you spiritually with your partner? How well do you connect spiritually? Number two, emotional compatibility. How safe do you feel around your partner? Do you feel like you are emotionally okay around him? Do you feel safe? Or you feel like John is going to be carried by Lucy in the next two minutes? Are we here? Can, you, can they be vulnerable? Intellectual compatibility. Somebody say, hey. See, there are some things you can try to overlook. It will catch up with you. Are you getting me? Don't over-spiritualize everything. Because life is not 100% spiritual. So if you over-spiritualize life and you go like, oh, this things me, I don't care. We are in love. And you just go ahead, my friend. It will catch up with you. Are we together? Are you compatible intellectually? You are thinking about big things. Talking about big things. Ah, now all you are talking about is potatoes and pepper. And sugar and hunger, my friend. Are you getting the point? Are you compatible intellectually? Can you have conversations about love, politics, and business? What do you talk about? And you see, one of the things, one of the things intellectual compatibility does is this. When you are very much compatible intellectually, you see, love goes high and low, has this high and low moment sometimes. And I always say, if you are a couple and the only thing that binds you together is the love you share, you are finished. There must be something else. There must be something else you people are doing. So all your conversations are, I love you, I love you. That's it. There must be something you are doing as a couple. 
So if there is nothing else you are doing as a couple, you're the, the very um, um, fiber of your relationship is weak. Why? Because it can break any time. Because there is absolutely nothing that binds you together. What do you talk? What businesses can you do together? Can I tell you something? I know a couple that married for 30 years. They stayed married. They divorced but stayed married on document because of how big they have built an empire. Are you getting me? They wanted, they couldn't. Because they have built too many things together and too much was at stake. To an extent that, you see what? It's working. Even when it's not working. <laughs> Are you getting my point? You see, if there is nothing that you, you can talk about, apart from how you love each other and your mother and your father in the village, you are finished. There must be something. You must be compatible intellectually. Recreational compatibility. Do you love doing things together? You go, you go, you go. I mean, some, some people, your husband like watching Asana. My friend, sometimes you must also support Manchester. So that when Asana and Manchester are playing, at least there is tension. Yes. When he loses, you can tease him. Or if you are, if you are a phlegmatic wife, you also support Asana. You pretend to support Asna, even if you don't support Asna. Because some men, when Asna loses, the entire house gets moody. And the good thing is that Asna loses most often. <laughs> so, how well are you connected recreationally? How many of you enjoy having nice moments like driving, going out for a drive, movies with your partner. Yes, it's necessary. You must be doing things together. Tell your neighbor, do things together. Yes. And not only church. After you go to church, you go home, do something together. Amen? Yes, watch a movie together, do something, have something together. There must be something you people are doing together from time to time. Are we together? Yes. Driving, skydiving, that one, if the witches in your village are bad, <laughs> things can get out of control. There are some things me I don't try because I'm fighting too many battles. I'm fighting battles of all over, people all over the world. Some demon can try to say, hey, prophet, now we have gotten you. You are in the sky. You are on your own. <laughs> You imagine you die from the plane and you are coming down. <laughs> I possibly must do seven days of fasting before I, I attempt something like that. How many of you have done skydiving? See, nobody. See? Yes, you are spiritual people. Now, sexual compatibility. You must be compatible sexually. If you are a couple and you are not married and you are not compatible sexually, you are Event, you eventually die out. Amen? And before married, there must be something also that connects you to, like, when you look at the person, you must feel something. You must what? Feel something. But if all you see is brother John, is, is your Christian brother and Christian sister, Shalom. <laughs> hey, I'm forgetting Shalom. Come, um, 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 come, come, um, 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 let me, yeah, 
uh, let me just use a, a lady. Come, some a lady, lady. Come, yes. Now, if you meet a lady, greet, greet, greet him. Yes, shalom. You see, that's Christian brothers. They greet you like this, shalom. And and when they are hugging, they hug from afar. Yes, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So if, thank you, thank you, have a seat. If all you know is shalom, and you don't learn new words and new lyrics, and imagine your partner is moved by words of affirmation, and you always say, hi, sister, sister Joan. Hi, shalom. Sister Joan, it's time for prayer meeting. You were left long time. Amen. So you must be compatible in all these five areas. Somebody say compatibility. Say compatibility. Shout it, say compatibility. You must be compatible in all these. Take me back to the scripture. So for you to be able as a person to connect well with your partner, you must be emotionally compatible, recreationally compatible, Spiritually compatible, intellectually compatible, and sexually compatible. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, with people that are not like you. Do not, be mis do not have mismatched alliances. Amen? My prayer for you is that God will bring you someone that you are compatible with. And if you have someone, you see, people can change. God can work on them to an extent that they blend with you easily. They become compatible with you easily. Scripture said, don't have mismatched alliances. Mismatched alliances. Mismatched alliances. Let's be upstanding. Have you learned something today? Let's be upstanding. See, after all these things, you need to implement them. Somebody say implement them. Amen. You must be implementing and make sure. The Bible says, do not be hearers of the word, but be also what? Doers of the word. Don't be someone that you just hear the word and you just go and sleep on it. Be doers. Let the word work on you. That's what I said. Say, I receive the word. I work on the word. And the word works on me. Let the word work on you so that you can... Become a better version of yourself. And you can work on your relationships and your relationship will become better. Many people have been testifying of how um, these teachings have been helping them save their marriages. And I pray that you shall be the next one to testify. Now I want you to talk to God right now. Talk to the Lord. Tell the Lord, Father, help me. Help me so that I can connect well. If you don't have anyone, tell the Lord, Father, bring me the right person. Help me. If you have someone, say, Father, help me to blend well. Help me to be compatible with my partner. Come on, begin to talk to God. 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 
Rapa lo shaka gibi antolo lo boja Rapa pala brasha la la branta ta Lego shadi mi antoja Libado shala la brasha la la brasha Ikala la brasha la la in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray for every relationship that is in here. We pray for every individual here. We ask, so God, help every relationship to be stronger than it was. Yes, Lord. Binds that with cause that cannot be broken. Yes, Lord. Restore marriages that are at the verge of breaking. Yes, Lord. Restore relationships that are breaking apart. Yes, we Lord. We ask, so God, may you connect your people. Yes, Lord. Connect your people. Connect your people. Connect your people. Connect your people in this house in such a way yes, Lord. that we will say of a truth. Jehovah God has been with us. Yes, Lord. Anybody who is here, who is going through pain, unspoken pain because of one relationship or the other, yes. because of a certain marriage that is breaking down, we ask in the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. may you meet them at the point of their knees. Yes, Make a way for them, Jehovah. Yes, Do a new thing in their lives, O oh Lord, yes, Lord, that at the end of the day, glory and honor shall be given unto you. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' matchless name, we pray with thanksgiving and everyone said amen. amen. Somebody shout a better amen. amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hold the hands of your neighbor as we sing this song. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you. We words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. you came to church are you been blessed by the word yes you have been blessed by the teaching yes you can be seated in the heavenly places if you came forward with your tie just walk up here let me pray for you if you have your tie just come let me pray with you now or if you have a pledge for the conference 
or a seed you have you needed to release just walk up here quickly if you have honored your tithe come let's pray come let's pray come let's pray tithe is one tenth of your income as you honor the lord with your tithe may he honor you with his word that says you open the windows of heavens unto you and give you a blessing you will not have room to contain father i speak over these lives yes lord as they have honored you with their tithes may yes. you honor them in your word that says you open the windows of heavens unto them and give them a blessing that you will not have room to contain yes, may the word be fulfilled in their lives bless the work of their of their hands increase them establish them fulfill your word in their lives i rebuke the devourer for their sake in jesus much less name have we prayed and everyone said amen. amen god bless you if yours is here you can drop it in my hand otherwise you can have your seat bless you bless you bless you bless you shall we be upstanding as we go home are you blessed you came to church yes second service begins at three so those of you that would be coming make sure you are here on time so that we can conduct have our connect session pray and then uh, the rest of the meetings begin now god willing next week monday not the coming monday but next week somebody say next week monday shout it say next week monday next week monday what is happening fasting yes we are beginning our 21 days of fasting and prayer somebody say 21 days of fasting 21 days of prayer please everybody not unless you have a medical reason that stops you from fasting if you've got a medical reason that stops you from fasting that is permitted you are not supposed to fast if you are a pregnant woman, you are not supposed to fast. Other than that, every one of us, we are engaging in the 21 days of what? 21 days of what? Fasting. And yes. Beginning next week, Monday. Now, the fasting has rules. By next week, Sunday, I will give you the rules of our fasting. Now, let me prepare your mind. You can break the fast at 3 p.m. or break the fast at 6 p.m. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yes. There is no hard and fast rule that you should break your fast at 6. You break your fast at 3 p.m. or at 6. If you can go to 6, better. If for one reason or the other, your um, job requirements is so um, 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 intense and tedious to an extent where you can't, but the most important thing is you have time to pray. Somebody say pray. Pray. Spend some quality time, even if it's 15 minutes in the day to pray and study the word do it so that it becomes effective. Somebody say effective. Effective. Because some of you, you can say you are fasting from money. You don't eat. Um, you don't do anything by sex. You are looking for food and you, are, you, you start eating. That is not fasting. That is not effective fasting. Uh, that is a hunger strike. Amen? Yes. So please make sure you prepare your heart and your mind and then you start. All of you that for one reason or the other, I mean, you, you know when you are fasting, you don't, you drink water. Amen? water and then you eat you break your fast and you when you are fasting you avoid some things then you never avoid some things yes for 21 days if you used to go to loft you know you don't go there anymore i mean we have been telling you don't go but this one you don't go not unless it's for a formal meeting you can meet somewhere else are we together what i'm simply saying is that in case you drink don't drink that is what i'm just trying to say are you hearing me are we together? Yes. So for the 21 days, in fact, you see how you become. You even look nicer. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Prophet is talking to you. Prophet is talking to me. Yes.
this 21 days, I'll be making unannounced visits. And when I come, I'll look into your fridge first. One thing I don't do, if you know me, I don't go to people's houses. I, I don't go to people's houses. In fact, I only know about eight houses. This whole 10 years I've been here. I hardly go to people's houses. Why? Because that is my rule. But now, this 21 days, pray, I may come to your house. And when I come, I just look into the fridge. All strange drinks shall be broken down in the name of Jesus. So give them out. So that you don't get tempted. Amen? Amen. Yes. So please make sure we have a, we are consecrating a fast. Somebody say consecrating a fast. Consecrating a fast. Yes, we are consecrating a fast unto Jehovah. So I want you to make it a point to connect through and you shall be blessed. Amen? Amen. Let's make our declarations for the year. In the name of Jesus. I am fulfilling my purpose. In the name of Jesus, I have ownership of properties. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, I am taking my rightful position in career, business, church, and community. In the name of Jesus, I'm attaining perfection in every aspect of my life. In the name of Jesus, I am demonstrating and working in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, the Lord has connected me to the right partner in every aspect of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's share the grace with one accord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Now, before we share the confession of faith, let me ask, is there anybody fellowshiping with us for the very first time? Today is your first time of being in our Sunday service. Let me see you by hand, by the raising of your hand. It's your first time here. Any first timer? Come on, let's appreciate them. Oh, put your hands together for the first timer. Wonderful. After service, that means you people have not been inviting people to church. Tell your neighbor, invite somebody to church. Tell your neighbor, invite someone to church. Yes, next week, make sure you bring someone. Amen. Yeah, after service, all first timers, please sit on my left hand side here i'll have a word with you the evangelism team will speak to you and you shall be blessed is there anyone that is not saved you don't know jesus as your lord and personal savior whether you are watching online or you are in the service you are not saved you want to accept jesus as your lord and personal savior raise your hand let me pray with you you feel like you need a change in your life and you want the lord jesus to live in your heart wherever you are raise your hand let me pray with you before we go home if you are watching online, you are part of the service. If the Lord is speaking to you to connect with him today, just pray this prayer with me and I know that you shall be transformed. And the Holy Spirit will come live in your heart and the Lord will be the Lord and the master of your life. Just let's help them pray. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Today, today I accept you. I accept you. As my Lord. As my Lord. And personal Savior. And personal Savior. Come and live in my heart. Come and live in my heart. Be the Lord and master of my life. Be the Lord and master of my life. I believe. I believe. It's because of me. It's because of me. That you came to die. That you came to die. That on the third day. And on that day. You resurrected from you, the dead. You resurrected from the dead. Come and live in my heart. Come and live in my heart. Help me to live for you. Help me to live for all you. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. In Jesus Jesus name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Yes, let's share the confession of faith. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Makes me to lie down in green pastures. Leads me beside the still waters. He restores, restores my soul. soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy, blessings and favor. Anointing and prosperity shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Hear me. Let me make this disclaimer. I think it's necessary I say it. How many of you have seen people testify of international favors every almost every Kesha? Yes, last Kesha we have four or five people testifying for international favor. Somebody say it's the anointing. It's the anointing. Somebody shout and say it is the anointing in this house. It is the anointing in this house. Yes, I understand because there was something that came across here on Friday that I need to put it across. And don't think that because um, the church we have um, political affiliation that is why people are getting visas every visa was gotten because they were prayed for and they got and they got the visa are you getting me so don't think that somebody said something or somebody wrote a letter nobody writes any letter here are we together yes yes by the grace of god we thank god for the people that God has brought in here. But no politician influences any embassy to give any member here a visa. Are we together? Yes. I need to put it across. Anybody that has gotten a visa, got them because they went, they were prayed for. When they give testimonies, don't they say it? I prayed for them and they went and they what? They got it. That is all. Are we together? Yes. So, so don't go tell your brother, hey, come to our church. People will give you letters. Nobody is giving no letters. The only letter we are giving is the anointing. Are we together? Put your hands together for the Lord. Now let's make, let's declare our prophetic song as we go. The Lord bless me and keep me make his face shine upon Gracious to me, the Lord turns face towards me and give me The Lord bless me, the Lord bless me and keep me. 